You are listening to The Family Culture Project, episode number 23, Resources That Have Changed Our Family's Culture. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. One of the things great leaders have in common is that they are continuous learners. When it comes to culture and family life, Kimberly and I are always trying to learn more. We love doing this through books and podcasts, and we'll be sharing a few of those with you today. Carl and I have put together a short list of resources that have helped us along the way and in many cases changed the way we think about family culture. The first book that I want to talk about is called Cleaning House, a mom's 12-month experiment to rid her home of youth entitlement by Kay Wills Wema. Now, this was one of the first books that started to change the way I thought about my family and the things that our family did together. The book is basically what it sounds like. It is a year-long journey that the author took to change the way her family interacted with their home and with each other. Each chapter of the book is an area of her home or an area that she wanted to make improvements in. Here are some of the things she wanted her kids to be able to do before they left her home. She wanted them to be able to make a bed and maintain an orderly room, cook and clean the kitchen, do yard work, clean a bathroom, and get a job outside the house. She also wanted them to learn how to do laundry, do handyman jobs, host a party, work together, run errands, and put others first through service, as well as act mannerly. So immediately, I got excited about the chapter that was about cooking and cleaning the kitchen. I definitely wanted some help in that area, and I hated doing it all by myself. My kids were 6, 8, and 10 at the time, and I'll have to tell you, it took a lot of extra time for me to walk them through choosing a meal, gathering the ingredients, and preparing the dish. But I kept telling myself it would be worth it because I knew the long-term benefits of equipping them with this necessary life skill. But I had no idea it would have such a positive impact on our home so quickly. And if you've heard previous episodes of the podcast, you know how dramatically it's changed our kids' attitude and our attitudes towards one another and around food. And for me, you know, this book really wasn't about putting my kids to work as much as I loved the changes I was making because of the book and the help I was getting now that I was giving my kids more responsibility. This was more about me understanding the principle that as I gave my family, my kids specifically, work to do around the house, I was challenging them to reach their potential and become an integral part of our family. And what happens when kids are able to do that, when they're able to participate in the inner workings of their home, they feel like they're a part of something bigger themselves and they learn that what they do matters. And many times I point out to my kids that the things we do are possible because we work together to make them happen yeah and one of the things i loved about it was um the fact it really kind of changed the way they think about food what they're willing to try and more or less made us more um focused on that being a key part of what we enjoy especially when we travel and around the country or in different places Um, Whenever we go somewhere, we like to try to find something interesting to eat locally. Yeah, and that all stemmed from them learning to cook themselves and taking interest in new foods they've never tried. Yeah, exactly. So one of the resources that um, I actually recently read, and it's on the bestsellers list for New York Times, is The 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote for Chaos by Dr. Jordan Peterson. 
Peterson is a clinical psychologist and a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. He has become somewhat of a famous person from his YouTube videos, which are really basically just recordings of lectures that he gives at the University of Toronto. Um, he's, he's, he's a very interesting person with, uh, with tons of knowledge. One of the things I do want to let you guys know about this book is that it is intense. I listened to it on audio, which I would recommend for you as well. Um, but I also plan on listening to it again and again because it is pack full of stories, information, and, and anecdotes that I really have written down and, and want to use on my own for various purposes, whether it's in with, with work or at home. He comes to his conclusions in such a logical way, plus he simplifies his ideas so it is easy to understand why he believes the way he does and make the reader think, yes, that makes so much sense. So as it relates to family culture and one of the ways that, that it impacts um, our approach to family is one of the 12 rules that Peterson writes about is don't let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. We were already on the right track because we see family culture as a way to prepare our kids to become adults. But the way he articulated this principle reinforced what I was already thinking, but also gave specifics to consider such as, you should like your kids and others should too. Socialization at a young age allows them to test things and learn how to be adults. If your children are not likable, they will get isolated and they will have a hard time catching up with their peers. Proper socialization by the ages of two to four is of most importance. The ability to socialize, especially with adults, will be the foundation that will carry your kids through life. If adults, remember, think, well, think about it this way. If adults like them, they will have many more opportunities given to them. Some of the things that we, we focus on with our children are, are making sure that our children have a proper respect for adults, um, not just us as parents, but all adults, um, that they make good eye contact, they have a firm handshake, they have proper manners and proper etiquette. There's all these things in this training that we spend a lot of time on really helps benefit them through the rest of their life. The one quote from Peterson that is used in an interview that I saw of him that sums up the rules was a quote that he used from philosopher Frederick William Nietzsche. He who has a why to live can bear almost any how. That leads me to my next resource called Start With The Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action by Simon Sinek. So the reason why I love this was first off because it was an easy read. I mean, it is definitely a book that is focused on business. I actually listened to this on audio as well. I picked this book up because I wanted help in the area of personal branding, but I quickly saw the applications of it for my family. I began to see that our family could have their own brand. The stories and the examples that he used were easily relatable because they were around products that many of us already use and love. One of the things he said was when you define yourself by what you do, that's all you'll be able to do. I wanted so much more for my family. I didn't want us to just have good behavior and do the things that made me happy and made us look good. I wanted my family to have a purpose. I wanted them to have a why around what we did. I wanted them to have something that would take them into adulthood that would help them make choices. 
If I believed our family was on a mission, I had to stop focus on what we were doing instead focus on why we were doing it. I learned also that if I wanted to mobilize my family to do the good things, I needed to clarify our values, which was essentially our why, and then be disciplined in our how and consistent in our what. Thinking about the why of what you do for everything in life and the way he articulated, especially with business, but how you how it really quickly translates into the family, I thought was amazing. It's actually a book um, that I've only read through once, but need to read through it again. It's, I think it's a book that you could just reread every year just to remind yourself that you have the right focus on your why. So one of the other resources that I wanted to share is Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. It's not a book, it's a podcast. But it's, um, it's very, very powerful and, it, and it's very relatable um, to a lot of what we talk on, on our podcast about. So he, he does monthly um, podcasts for about 20 minutes and it's clear, practical leadership advice that I've often used for work at home. Let's face it, we may not all have a leadership position in our vocation, but we are certainly the leaders of our home. Topics that he's covered include creating an empowering culture, creating a values-driven culture, giving and receiving feedback, important in home and at work, obviously, decision-making, institutionalizing urgency, and embracing change. Why I think this, this podcast is very, very relevant to family culture and why I, I really enjoy it from a, both the family culture perspective but also from a work perspective is the practical steps that can be applied in both places that he gives. Hey there, did you know every family is known for something? What do you want your family to be known for? Download our free family culture discussion sheet. In just 30 minutes, you'll explore who you are as a family and discover who you want to become together. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and start living a life of purpose with the ones you love today. So my third and final resource is Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't by Jim Collins. So this is the quintessential business book. I have seen this book on so many leadership resource lists. Um, And so I picked it up. I was reluctant to pick it up because I felt like it might be a little bit too business heavy, but it really was about leadership. It really was about companies that thrive and it was about values. This was the book that helped me really understand values and how they shaped an organization. It's not just a book of principles, but it also has stories about company companies that we're already familiar with. So the interesting thing that I gained from this book is that companies who have made changes to their culture, who have gone from good to great, did not start with a fanfare announcement. They didn't create a campaign and name it or give it a tagline. In fact, most of the leaders mentioned weren't even aware of the transformation until it was well underway. And I can totally relate to this because I have in the past often created big campaigns to change my family. I've made announcements. I've made chore charts. I've done a gazillion things. To, to, to let everybody know things are going to change around here and nothing does. And so it was it helped me to redirect myself. He basically talks about how there wasn't a miracle moment for many of these companies, but rather a quiet, deliberate process of figuring out what needed to be done to get the best results. And I have seen this principle now that I've applied it to my family life work. And that's why you'll continually hear me and Carl refer to the power of simple steps over time. 
Cool. The third resource I wanted to share is um, a book called Five Voices by Stephen Cochran and Jeremy Kubiak. Why I love this book is it, it simplifies personality type, a typing system into five different voices that are very memorable. A quick overview of the, the five voices is number one is nurturer. This is the person that's usually the quieter person on your team. They usually won't go first, but they're the people that you can count on that are going to understand the relational needs of your team and of the company. Creatives only speak when they have something to say. They think outside the box more than others. Guardians love to bring order to the systems and discipline to processes. The fourth one is connector, and and that's usually your larger-than-life character. They uh, love to use their connections to help communicate, but also to um, get the resources that are needed. And then the fifth, and, and usually the loudest person and the most powerful voice, is the pioneer. The pioneer loves work. More, the more complex, the better. The thing that I liked about this book is that it takes five voices. They're easy to understand. They're easy to repeat. They're easy for your team members and your family to understand. When in a work environment, we may be able to build a team and should build a team with all five voices represented. At home, you cannot build a family that way. But I would say the better understanding you have of each family member and which voices they speak as their dominant and or their top three voices, the better you'll understand the way to communicate best with them. And obviously for family culture, communication is key. So some of the most unexpected and powerful feedback the author had received is when executives implemented this for their companies, they discovered that it had an even bigger and unexpected impact on the relationship with their spouse and their family. Don't worry if you weren't able to write these resources down. We'll have a complete list of them in our show notes along with additional recommendations in our newsletter. Also, we'd love to hear what books have shaped the way you view family culture. You can let us know on Instagram. I'm at Kimberly Amici. And I'm at Carl Amici. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask you for a favor. Would you be willing to leave a short review in iTunes? We're passionate about helping families thrive and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com. Today's episode was produced by Kimberly Amici, Noel Rhodes, along with production assistant Melanie Torres. The Family Culture Project is part of the Juniper Collective, a network of podcasting vision carriers who believe every person can have a better life.